0: Welcome back to the Brooklyn Poets OpCast for November 8th, 2021, featuring poet Natalie Eilbert leading our workshop and kicking off the open mic. I am your host and MC once again, Jason Koo. The Brooklyn Poets Op is a monthly poetry workshop and open mic formerly held at 61 Local in Cobble Hill. Since this damn ongoing pandemic with all the variants began we've been hosting the up uh, virtually via zoom for more information go to brooklynpoets.org this month's open mic lineup featured cassidy gabriel yana kane stella lee todd friedman seth leeper suzanne s austin hill harvey sauce sharon DeYoung, vanessa trost danielle gasparo ali rodriguez Zachary Steinman, Rachel MacArthur, Navila Nahid, Madeline Phillips, Kyle Brosnahan, and last but not least, one of our new interns, Paula Gil Ordonez Gomez. So, let's get right to the action, the Brooklyn Poets Yop, open mic for November. Enjoy. Okay, uh, welcome back everyone to the open mic portion of the event. Uh, I am your host and MC, once again, Jason Koo. Um, that break took a little longer than I was planning because I had to make myself a second Manhattan to get myself through the second half of this evening and uh, also grab some Pringles. I'm not sure that's the best pairing. <laughs> But uh, I don't see why we can't have a Pringles and Cocktails bar in our future. I mean, someone someone with a lot of money in Brooklyn should open that place and I'd be glad to drive down from Beacon. I, don't, I forget I don't live in Brooklyn anymore. <laughs> should open that place in Beacon and then I can just walk down the street. Um, a couple of announcements again before we begin the open mic portion, uh, some that are specific to the open mic event itself. Um, as many of you know who attend the Yawp regularly, we um, vote every month for Poem of the Month. And uh, this is a, an especially important announcement tonight because uh, we are towards the end of the year and the winners of Poem of the Month over the course of the year uh, eventually face off. I hate, I hate using that word face off. We should say face, face together <laughs> to... Uh, Read at our Poem of the Year event uh, in December, and uh, uh, one poet, or possibly several, which has happened in the past, the audience votes for Yacht Poem of the Year. I, I realize I'm really bungling this announcement because I'm trying to avoid all competitive language, but the fact is the winners of Poem of the Month over the course of the year do read uh, in a contest for Yacht Poem of the Year, which uh, includes a cash prize and a Brooklyn Poets membership and a t-shirt, all kinds of spoils. Uh, and since we've been doing that virtually this year as we did for much of last year, the event will be virtual again, we thought about doing the event in person, but then I just took one list, one look at the list of poem of the Month winners over the course of the year, and it didn't make any sense since I knew most of them would not be able to attend in person. So we will be doing this event virtually, and uh, I'm going to announce right now, so you can mark your calendars when that will be. Uh, So December is going to work a little differently as we've been doing the last couple of years in order to separate this event from the YOP, because in the past, we used to do everything together, and that made the open mic in December really quick and the whole event took like three, sometimes three and a half hours and that was just way too long for everyone involved. Um, so what we do in December now is we hold the YOP on the first Monday of the month rather than the second Monday, which is what it usually is. So in December, the YOP will be on December 6th. That will also be on, you. Uh, I was gonna say you, I don't know what that is. It'll also be on Zoom. And that will be led by Emily Wallace Hughes, who was uh, teaching a workshop for us that uh, just ended in fact. And then the uh, poem of the year contest, which we used to call the SmackDown, uh, but we just call it the contest now, uh, because again, SmackDown seems to uh, suggest rather violent imagery associated with wrestling, which really has nothing to do with poetry. Uh, I just thought of that. that was funny back in the day, but uh, the, all the humor has, has left that word. Um, so, uh, that contest will be on December 13th, and it'll just be the same time the YAWP usually is at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, mark your calendars for that. Uh, if you are one of the, the finalists, uh, you know that date already, but I will be in contact with you pretty soon with more details about that event. Uh, and, preceding that event uh, for the first time, uh, we will be having our um, a fundraising gala in person, uh, which we are planning to do. Harvey, you'll be happy to hear this. We are planning to do this at the Montauk Club, which is the location that Harvey hosts his open mic every month. And the gala will be on the day before the Smackdown on Sunday, December 12th. So that again will be in person. We haven't, we've just started sort of putting this together but our plan is to hold it from five to 8 p.m. And uh, pretty soon we will uh, put out an announcement about how you can get tickets for that. Um, the idea is to raise funds of course uh, because the 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 really exciting uh, development at Brooklyn Poets and this is sort of a soft this is a very this, the softest of all soft public announcements. So please do not go sharing this on social media because nothing is set in stone yet. But we are um, in the process of trying to uh, to rent our own brick and mortar space for the very first time, uh, which will be really really cool. Um, uh, but uh, we are not yet at the lease signing stage. We are in fact waiting for the the landlords lawyer to get back from vacation <laughs> so this whole process can get underway it's just I don't know where where the lawyer is but apparently there's no one else in his office that can do this so we're just kindly waiting for that to, for that vacation to end but once it does perhaps uh, Brooklyn Poets will uh, be that much closer to having a space so this fundraising gala which is The second time we've done an awards gala, but the first time in person, and the first time it'll really be a gala, which means we'll have like, you know, drinks and food and general merriment uh, with people that are, of course, fully vaccinated and uh, responsible. Uh, We'll be in a space together and really able to enjoy each other's company. Uh, But uh, the purpose of that will be to um, raise funds for uh, the opening of the space in 2022, which we we hope to do and are excited to do. And if you get a ticket for the gala, you will of course get a ticket for the virtual poem of the year contest uh, the very next day on the 13th. Uh, I hope that made sense. I think it did at least partially, uh, but again, we will be putting out more announcements about this uh, very soon, but uh, tonight uh, will be the second to last chance to win poem of the month and to uh, be part of this lineup for a poem of the year Uh, and then on December 6th that I believe will be the final spot Uh, and in fact I think if we do it that way this year we'll have 13 readers because what we've done in the past is the December winner of the previous year was like the first winner because we used to do the contest on the same night as the Yop. This is probably way too much information. I think I'm just confusing everyone. (laughs) But this year, uh, since we're doing it a little differently, uh, we might just be able to fold that last winner into this this one lineup for 2021. And then next year, it'll just only be readers in 2022 that read for next December's uh, contest. Uh, Does that make sense? Just generally, if it does, nod your head or even if it doesn't just nod your head so we can uh, proceed with the rest of the event. Uh, So again we will vote for poem of the month tonight if you've won already of course you can't win twice but uh, you voters don't know that you should feel free to vote for whoever you want. Uh, In fact we did have one winner this year who had already won in fact they won twice Uh, so then uh, another poet got to win instead who, who had the second most number of votes and that was great Uh, because uh, I'm all about spreading as many opportunities around as possible, uh, which is why we have that rule. Um, So to vote for poem of the month tonight, uh, I'm going to really try to wrap this up because I realize (laughs) these announcements are going on very long. You text 718-374-1953. That is my business phone, (laughs) which I turn on. uh, once a month, it seems like, or I check. That sounds really irresponsible. I check it more than that, but uh, it's pretty rare. Uh, but I definitely turn it on tonight, 718-374-1953. Just tell me the poet's name. We're going to be screen sharing the text of poems during the open mic, so you'll see people's names, and you'll see the text of their poems. Um, and every month, we record the open mic, as you see. You probably heard the announcement that we're recording. We record the open mic as a podcast that we release um, called the Yopcast, and that Is something you can subscribe to on iTunes or SoundCloud or anywhere you get your pods. And uh, it'd be great if you uh, would uh, review us, give us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. That will help more listeners find these poets, which is the most important thing. Um, Okay. I think that is all the announcements I have. If I remember anything, I will uh, just insert an announcement as we go. But before we get to the open mic line up proper, uh, we're going to hear from Natalie Eilbert, who uh, you all just had a workshop with.
1: Hi again. I'm super excited to hear your poems. Um, I hope maybe some of you read what you wrote tonight, but no worries if you don't. Um, all right, I'm going to read two. The first is called Transverse Orientation, and I'm sorry, my cat is also going to maybe show his whiskers. Transverse orientation, though, is the phenomenon where moths go toward the light, the light bulb uh, instead of, and they think they're going toward the moon, but they're going toward the light bulb and other kinds of human-made light sources. And it's called transverse orientation. So I heard that term and I couldn't get enough of it. Okay. Transverse orientation. A fire begins from the hands, a filament rings with incandescence, not poetry strictly, a light bulb shaped in bodice. Moths navigate air guided by the moon, body position to gravid north star. The department secretary says north star to suggest there is hope despite obstacles. I write North Star with follow-up bullet points. Animals fixate on primordial paths, migratory path, moon path, magnetic field path, tremor path. They walk impossible interstates and die they fly into fire moons and die. They snap into blue and die. Dark waters absorb heat and they die, they die. I never pled with the moon to save me, I set my arm on fire with hairspray. I closed my eyes to the highway and stepped into her dark waters. I sipped pebbles one, two, three, and slept for miles. An administrative moon driving moths and waves and wombs in each glib cliche. We see the moths Fried to the bottom of bulbs as a lesson in pleasure, punishable by death. And look at us, guided by similar light, that you would have me change. And then this one is called Consultation. And. Um, And it begins with an epigraph by the great poet, Megan Fernandez, where she says, grace is a word that stings. Consultation. When asked if I've ever attempted or began the process resolved to end my life, the decades past dandelions throw up their heads Radiant silence, a type of yellow, her hair. I could mouth off and hit them all with branches torn in a clearly violent way. A likeness to hurricanes, a left rattling subwoofer. Decade of acid rain, decade of smog of ozone holes and the greenhouse effects definition glaring from the new edition earth science textbook when the stick was a brain that cracked against my head. I tell the story of the highway when I stood in front of it like a cartoon facing real life, the no hands that grabbed me back, the headlights that might not break in time. From the top of the highway on a clear day, you could see the Manhattan skyline that we called the city. Blinking needles, the twin towers like rat incisors. I ached to be launched there, but only so I could touch it, pummel the silver line. Nobody was ever around to guard me like a guzzle. I put a thumbprint to the white beef fat congealed in the Folgers can. I push down into its sludge. A story in reverse is still a story. It is the sting of hay grass stooped low in the corral. It is AM radio crackling a gray man's voice hands cranking uh, the wheel left as headlights soaked my figure, the panicked cartwheel of the service road opening into a Hess, green and white candy above us, cold butter finger, a can of Coke, the expressway exhaling beneath us, her hair, Italian black, radio silence, I held my chin up the whole time. Thank you so much. And I'm super excited to hear everybody.
0: Wow, thank you, Natalie Albert. Uh, What a pleasure, a haunting kind of pleasure to hear your poems again, which you know I love. Um, If you haven't heard Natalie read before, I'm sure uh, you're speechless now because uh, Natalie Albert brings the fire people. She's been doing it for a long time. Uh, so, uh, man, cold Butterfinger. <laughs> Ch- chilling. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Natalie Albert, great poet. Uh, great way to start this hour off. Um, our next reader, we're going to get to the start of the open mic. I feel like uh, every month, Cassidy, Yana, and Stella sign up at the same time. So I'm pretty sure they're reading <laughs> together again at the start. So Cassidy, Gabriel, uh, you're going to start us off tonight.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm so sorry if I have background noise. I didn't quite make it home from work before Yop started. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Starbucks, but thank you. <laughs> um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Cool.
0: Live from Starbucks. Live from Starbucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The end of things begins with legs. Grief in the legs, and so the legs like mothers, and so our mothers' bodies laid open for everyone to take, and thumb, and read. Take this, all of you, and lengthen it, while we swirl wine like light to remember choking on fruit, forgetting in circles. A kind of breaking that night led onto my skirt and lost its insides in your hair, its diaphragm grew quiet against our fingers. It was all an effort to give notice, dutiful in the way that tumors grow, bigger metastatic and valiant notice of the end of things. Memory as unforgivable, inexplicable leakage. Forgetful bird, I am asking to be held. Thanks everyone.
0: Uh, Thank you, Cassidy. Always amazing. Uh, I love this form Uh, and I love the ending of the poem. And uh, I hope that uh, somebody in Starbucks heard the genius of that poem amidst all of the other noise Uh, okay well that was cool Uh, poet reading from a a coffee shop out in the world our next reader uh, is uh, another poem of the month winner um, Cassidy's poem of the month winner as is Yana Kane Uh, how are you doing Yana
3: I am doing fine can you hear me
0: Uh, yes we can
3: okay uh so i i I see cats so this is a cat poem so hopefully the cats will enjoy it black cat cat feral black cat no name that i know of no name that i would presume to bestow for 10 years i have addressed him by his title cat Sometimes he comes by for a leisurely visit. He meows, I sing song, kitty cat. His four paws step delicately in a single line. The tail flicks my knees. As I stroke his slick arched back, he weaves infinity signs around and around my ankles. A hypnotic ritual of joy. Sometimes he shows up skittish, bristling. Not wishing to be touched, he eats the offered food quickly, silently melts into the night, black into black. Sometimes he meets me as I am taking a walk in the evening, emerges from the cover of a bush, follows me to my house, flickering out in the shadows. Sometimes he appears on my porch night after night, for a week. Sometimes. He is gone for a month or more. I fret, walk around the neighborhood, pausing by every promising bush, calling him, knowing it is in vain. His coming and goings are not predictable, are not governed by my concerns. It would be a human conceit to imagine that the cat intends to teach me non-attachment. But I learn nonetheless. In the supermarket, I pack seven cans of seafood dinner into my bag. The purchase is an act of hope. I have not seen him in weeks. The cashier asks with genuine interest, what kind of cat do you have? I do not have a cat. Responding to her unspoken question, I add wistfully, this is for a friend. She stares, perturbed. I wade deeper into the truth. My friend is a cat.
0: All right, thank you, Yana. I love this thank
3: poem. <laughs> and by the way, it's 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 a real cat. Yeah,
0: no, I thought it was. Uh, it's a great cat lover poem. Uh, I hope all of you are cat people. If you're not, feel free to leave. <laughs> i don't understand how you could not love cats i feel like it's it's shifted a little bit when i was growing up it was just like people assumed that dogs were better and then now we understand that that's just absurd like how did that start <laughs> and it's not that you have to say cats are better than dogs but uh what is this like dogs are better cats are assholes what, when did that narrative begin and who started it It's clearly a moron <laughs> or someone who is has a very cold and bitter heart, uh, because cats are fucking amazing. Um, Every Leo understands that. (laughs) And uh, I feel like poets usually understand that too. Uh, And if you're a Leo poet, like Natalie and me, then you really understand that. Yes, cats invented the internet. (laughs) Our next poet tonight, uh, is another poem of the month winner, Stella Lee. How are you, Stella?
4: I'm okay. I'm, I'm here. <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: the important. Um,
4: yes, can't wait to hear everyone else's stuff. But here goes mine. On the nightstand, not a family heirloom, no real history attached. My family practiced the art of letting go. Of losing things, people, places. Our hands never seemed warm enough to hold never strong enough to grasp, everything lost, only alive and fading memory. Maybe it was because of my father. He wasn't allowed to hold on. Always pushed father away, naked on a doorstep in a box, not wanted by family, too young to know homelessness, a burden from the belly. He found so many treasures, A lamp sits on my night table, a part of bedrooms since high school, heavy brass base molded into soft bending curves. The heaviness defies its delicate glass shade, soft dome cover mosaic glass, pearl shade, deep violet flower petals. I have forgotten how I was able to keep it. Moving so many times, it's here, still standing, dim light, illuminating sleep. I asked for it from my father, found one night while he rummaged through other people's garbage. The lamp found its way to me, lives in my home, not forgotten the way things find their way to landfills.
6: Thank you. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Thank you. Stella Lee, you're always killing it. It's always like a double whammy. You give us the poem at the end of the workshop, which you wrote in like five minutes. (laughs) That is just like brilliant, powerful. And then you hit it just like when we're like our heads have been dented in in several places. And then you just like (laughs) and then you just finish the job (laughs) during the open mic so that we're just like we we don't even know where we are anymore.
4: You're so kind. Uh, yeah no well
0: you're kind your your poems are kind uh they they make me feel good our next reader uh was the poem of the month winner last month i believe unless i'm getting that wrong because i don't have any sense of time anymore todd friedman pride of sunset park how you living i'm all right how are you i'm good man the browns won yesterday i'm feeling really good Ah. Uh, All of the old Odell Beckham Jr. dramas behind us and we can live like sensible human beings (laughs) that that don't have their fathers post videos online. (laughs) Just what a week.
7: Uh, All right, go ahead. All right, I am uh, finishing up a workshop called Versification. And I wrote this for Josh Meegan who is teaching the workshop, The Meter Reader. The meter reader scans all of your lines, looks in your closet, and pulls up your blinds. He parses your IAMs, picks at your beats, gets under your skin. He knows when you cheat. He likes to talk about relative stress, but my brain is hurting. I'm under duress. Syllables heavy and syllables light, they keep me awake the whole friggin' night. I'm thinking and dreaming all about feet. Kinky like this should be under a sheet. He wants a perfect 10 every time. Should you go over, it's surely a crime. The one way around is unfair to gender. But are you surprised that that's what they render? And what if you halt? Just slam on the brakes. Will the cops accept we all make mistakes? But this meter reader's worse than police. He makes me nervous. It's hard to have peace. Now you may think that I'm being unfair. He wouldn't do this if he didn't care to reading these beats he's given his life. That always comes first and then comes his wife. He even gave up a job with Con Ed, just gave up his perks to do this instead. Well, I admit that you do have a point Someone should tell you the time's out of joint. This meter reader has such a fine ear. It would take you years to hear what he hears. So I get, he must be cruel to be kind. I've changed my viewpoint. I really don't mind. Let him parse my IMs, picket my beats or say there are parts I need to delete. And for my complaints, I must make amends, I reach out my hand so we can be friends. I think I enjoyed that too much, Uh,
0: (laughs) knowing Josh and uh, having worked with you in blank first. And uh, (laughs) uh, it's a special kind of poet humor. Have you shown this to Josh yet?
7: I read it to him. (laughs) <laughs> what did he think was he laughing yes yeah he, I said, bet he, he said he will definitely remember it yeah i bet he enjoyed it it's pretty great um parse my i ams just so
0: funny <laughs> somebody needs one of you poets needs to uh write a screenplay for a film about i don't know like they're not enough poet romance movies i mean how many do we have I, we don't have many and there should just be a a moment of flirtation, where one of them says to the other, "Parse my <laughs> Um Maybe that should be the t- <laughs> that should be the title for a future poem. Todd, we'll have a workshop next year called "Parse My Iambs." <laughs> maybe Josh will teach that workshop.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it'll be on romantic poetry and meter.
8: <laughs>
0: um, to think that people used to use meter to seduce each other. <laughs> you look at the Renaissance poets, there are some sexy poems, and I am pentameter. And uh, yeah, that just I don't think that happens anymore, <laughs> but uh, it's such a humanity is so strange if you think about it. Okay, uh, thanks, Todd. That was great. Thank you. Uh, Seth Leeper, uh, another fine poet doing great work. How are you doing, Seth? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well. Enjoying myself probably a little too much. <laughs> I can't turn it over to you.
9: You can't be mad at that. Uh, well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm loving hearing everyone's poems. This is from um, the collection about my father in space. Um, and I just realized that you can see my pillow. So let's just pretend that that's not there. Anyways, okay, sorry. All right, so this is called We Were Forged from Dead Stars. Somewhere in our collective memory We recall gravity firing collapsed hydrogen and helium, the fusion of a mass born to burn millennia despite an unsteady core, which is such a relief, knowing we were made to burn imperfect, our beauty predicated on inherent lack, left to build our own foundations, expedient illusions. Once we hammered in the last brick, we realized there was no such thing as security in spite of great efforts to build great walls, property lines, our only inevitable destiny, return to radioactive soup that rises and falls with the blood of stars, blood of ancestors, pulse of life. Get ready to cast off your wealth, your skin, your attachments to the void, because then here we're all equal swimmers, churning an effervescent vortex, propelling endlessly forward our children and their children and their children and their children. children. I'm having an enunciation issue this evening, but thank you. (laughs) Wow,
0: thank you, Seth. (laughs) That was great. I love this ending. Uh, Really surprising and uh, felt inevitable like all great endings. Uh, And what a title. And I love your pillow. (laughs) Thanks. well, it's funny what we noticed. Like I wouldn't even have noticed if you hadn't pointed it out. I just thought, well, that's Seth's background. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're like, yeah, I'll, your pillows in the background. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks very much, Seth. Thank um, you. Sad to say, Morgan Boyle couldn't join us tonight because, uh, if you know, Morgan's poems are always amazing, always entertaining, and and this looked no different from any of the other poems uh, she shared recently. Uh, So we're going to just do a slow scroll through (laughs) and see that a genius we won't get to experience live tonight. Uh, But we are in good hands with our next reader, Suzanne S. Austin Hill. How are you doing, Suzanne?
6: How are you?
0: I'm good. Your office is looking well, as usual.
6: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Glad to be with you all this evening. Uh, This poem is coming from uh, Last month's uh, class on the poetic voice by Star Davis, facilitated by Star Davis. And amongst the things that she emphasized, I tried to write something with no punctuation and repetitions. Set in my ways, even tonight my head aches. Not enough to eat? Breakfast was an oversized mug, the one that says Mrs. of International Delight French Vanilla Creamer. Not Coffee Mate or Nestle or Duncan, with a hint of coffee, a bowl of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Not malt meal or Great Value or Kroger. With raspberries, any brand, nobody likes them but me. Lunch was a Nature Valley chewy fruit and nut granola bar. Not crunchy or protein or sweet and salty. Tai Chi, Monday to Wednesday and Saturday, noon to one. Non impact aerobics, Friday, 11 to noon. I've got to get rid of these five, six COVID pounds that make me feel like I can't breathe. My waist is thickened, a whole handful. After this poetry class, dinner is a salad kit. Let me tell you, I open up one mean bag of salad with a serving, six not a handful of trisket, No olive oil or garlic or zatsiki. I just noticed this noun is singular. October 13th was National M&M's Day. For dessert, I'll have two or three servings of M&M's. How many in a serving? About 32. No peanut or peanut butter or caramel. I'll continue the celebration with two bowls, who cares about the serving size of their most favoritest ice cream of all time? Briar's natural vanilla ice cream, not French or homemade or carb smart. All the while watching TV, DVR'd old stuff, judge Judy and wait for it, not Jeopardy. I look away, face and phone. My husband likes this show. It makes me feel stupid my questions barely audible. He glances over at me to see if I've heard he got the question correct. Coincidentally, right about the time it's shown on the screen. He goes to bed. If I'm feeling anxious, that's quite common these days, my default coping skill kicks in. Maybe if I stay up long enough, tomorrow won't come too soon. I tell myself, this makes no sense at all, but it's my time. I can watch whatever I want especially movies I know he wouldn't enjoy, Saw and Halloween. I nap so much I have to watch the movies again. My naps become REM sleep. I awaken, no longer tired. I go to bed anyway, around two, three o'clock in the morning. Up at 6.37, my head still aches. Is that fresh ground coffee I smell percolating? Not instant of any kind. Thank you.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And I feel like I got to know you like 10% better. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I don't know. It was like a really good self-portrait. I don't know if that was part of the intention, but uh sure. it had this yeah, it had this very appealing quality that uh like reminded me of my myself and my own routines. It was very like particular. <laughs> Love all the parentheticals, like not this and not that. Um uh, also you made me really hungry. Now I feel like I need to get frosty <laughs> flakes and Briar's ice cream, and I need to I need to have them together.
6: Highly recommend it.
0: Uh doesn't that sound like a good dessert? Mm-hmm. Briar's vanilla. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
10: Nope, no. and vanilla
0: ice cream. I mean, why haven't I done that yet? Um, um, my wife is going to Copenhagen for a week on Friday night. Anytime and my wife leaves, I feel like, like first of all, I, I eat meat because she's vegan, <laughs> and then second of all, I just like eat a bunch of shit that I shouldn't eat. <laughs> I guarantee there's gonna be one night next week where I'm eating. Priors with no ice cream with frosted flakes.
6: All right, keep me posted. I'll
0: send you, I'll send you a picture. Thank
10: you.
6: Um
0: yes. Wow. I'm just like, I love the yap. It just like puts me in a good mood. Um so I thank you, poets, for putting me in a good mood. Um, our next poet, Harvey Sauce, proud member of the Montauk Club. And uh, the Artful Dodgers poetry open mic MC. Yeah, hey there, Harvey. I'm <laughs> here,
8: Can you hear me? Waiting, waiting for you to come in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I was waiting for you to do the promo, <laughs> um, and I can't wait to run across the street to the club to you know to see some you know some some of uh, these people's work um, uh, I guess what in December. Yeah. Um, I should just note just briefly that Artful Dodgers has been running a virtual open mics, you know, through the pandemic, uh, starting in, if not this month then next month, we're going to be doing a hybrid reading, which is to say, we're going to open up the club for a couple of hours, have people who want to come sit there and also have, uh, provide virtual access for anybody who can't make it in person. So uh, I posted in the chat, um, you know, ways to contact me through Eventbrite or otherwise, I hope to see you there. Uh, Let's see, let me zoom this to 250. (laughs) Instruction to an aspiring lepidopterist. Don't forget that the wings tear easily. Once torn it cannot be mended or taken in as a wedding dress can, as the first angels to fall can attest. Surgical accuracy and the placement of pins cannot be overstressed, nor the complementary arrangement of specimens in insect drawers like color chips by Benjamin Moore. As Khrushchev once said, pounding the table with his shoe, Each death affords us an opportunity to further illustrate the superiority of collectivist principles. You have only to look around you. This June bug time of year, the meadows are full of excess, a starburst hovering above each shed chrysalis. An uprising matching that of revolution paints gessoed skies by the numbers, monarchs in flight and more species on the wing. With all that beauty at your disposal, so what if you snatch a few butterflies, cull the sexiest lolitas from among the painted ladies? Take as your example V. Nabokov, a serious collector when not licking the point of his pen, a keen observer of all things opti- optically, lepidopterological, before it was his turn to be mounted, in a collection box.
0: Thank you. All right. Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> I just I have to applaud you for that uh, phrase optically lepidopterological.
8: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Nabokov was a great collector of butterflies from the age of nine yes. years
0: old. Yes, I know. I saw that phrase before you read it and I was Wondering if
8: you were going to be able to read that. I've, I've made it every other time. I slipped a little this time. Optically <laughs> Lepidopterological. Optically Lepidopterological.
0: I like that. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> so you should title a book that. Optically Lepidopterological. This is very pleasing to say.
8: It actually uh, is what it is. It cleanses the palate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nabokov... Um, yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to share. I'm trying to remember the, the phrase. Yes, I remember now. Todd, you'll probably remember this. So embedded in Lolita, there is a two-word phrase that is an example of iambic pentameter. It's one of my favorite phrases. Uh, so the next time any of you Todd, you're your working in iambic <laughs> pentameter. Next time one of you tries to write a poem in iambic pentameter, try to write a line that uses only two words. He has a phrase in that novel, hallucinational lucidity. It's an amazing <laughs> Nabokovian phrase. Nabokovian? Is that a word? Hallucinational lucidity, uh, iambic pentameter. So, uh, yes, it's a, Rather depressing for all of us, you know, English speakers, <laughs> native English speakers. Someone who learned English as a foreign language was uh, probably better at it than all of us. <laughs> but that's fine. What other skills did he have? Lepidoptery? <laughs> we'll forgive him. That's right. What did he know about football, Harvey? I'm sure he knew yeah, nothing. He was a
8: flash in the pan. Could he play quarterback?
0: Yeah. Can he catch by the way, passes by the way, from the Mayfield? Thank you to the Jets for beating the Bengals. That that was really helpful. <laughs> um, our next reader tonight is Sharon DeYoung. I like this two-column format we're seeing. already. Right. Are you with us, Sharon? I see you. You just need to unmute yourself.
11: Okay, sorry about that. There you go.
12: (laughs) Welcome. Okay, thank you. Hi. An erratic. Among the wreckage of the forest floor, the late day shadows, leaves yellowed light, an erratic commands a whale of a rock, loose by a glacier, that plowed canyons into a mother rock, spun upon a universe, lit by a spark. Wise with striations, its wide mouth traced out by the cold of the freeze and the heat of the drought. Barnacle with lichen and riven by ice, trees root above and below burrow mice. You perched on its hulk with your dog, Wildebeest, who you had for two seasons before he was struck by a car, his collar detained with his body. You got the call at a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band concert in the city. Forty-five years on his birth date, you still placed flowers on the stone where you engraved his name and later your mother's name on a heart-shaped plaque behind which a sapling was planted, and where her ashes settled. And the sunset, oh sorry, the tree has grown tall, and glows red and yellow in the fall, but the land became too much for one woman's love alone. And the sunsets burn glorious above the new desert mountains you face, but you remember the seasons of your Rivendell, the changing magic of the place. And still the erratic keeps dutiful watch, but with no one astride it to heed its lone call. But the whale still commands, while hundreds of year old trees collapse around it, exposing their rings. But ever so slowly, it surrenders back into the earth, home to the mountain that embraces its girth. Guided not by plaintive, mingled calls of other whales and other songs, but the pull of its heat made full with the sun, the quietude of dusk, the distillation of dawn. And yet within one's lifetime, it's possible to be so utterly enthralled by the thrill of the touch of the beast's battered back to meet the leviathan, emerge from the depths, to straddle its song and ride its gnarled back.
0: Wow. Thank you, Sharon. That was (laughs) fantastic. Uh, A lot of rhyme in there. Was that intentional, or did that just uh, emerge organically as you were writing?
10: It
12: emerged organically, I think. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, It almost sounds like you're in Todd's Rhyme Workshop. Are you in that Rhyme Workshop, (laughs) Todd, or a different, the diversification one? I'm in
7: the diversification.
0: Okay. Yeah, Josh is leading a Rhyme Workshop right now. But yeah, I like how it just kind of emerges throughout this poem, Sharon. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We're on to Vanessa Trost.
13: Hey, I, I am in that rhyme workshop. Yeah. Oh, you are? Uh, yeah. And I've uh, I, I, in this poem. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: All right. We expect nothing less.
13: And I was really like, I was so entertained by Todd's poem. It was just really great because obviously I had the workshop with Josh. And I have to say, I almost fell off my chair laughing. <laughs> I don't know if that was the intended effect, but. I also heard it's you about goodness. your struggles, you know, like the dozens of uh, years to hear the meter because I was like trying to count and Josh was like, no, no, no. I was like, yes, no. It's <laughs> <So>, a <yeah. laughs> so very special experience to learn about your limitations that way. <laughs>
0: Well, he's Um, not here tonight, so... uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, but I I loved
13: it. I loved the workshop. I highly recommend it. I hope he is holding it again because I will take it over and over again in case that was not a clear endorsement, what I said before. Okay. So (laughs) Anyway, um, as I do, after I read it and sat down, I changed two words in my poem because the second I sent something in printed, it makes me want to change something. Sorry. Um, Anyway, here we go. Strangers together... Strangers together in life, we are never alone, never one. We talk, we say nothing, in a room full of words, building a library of wrong. I'm here, we say, searching the wardrobe for a passage into another world. I'll be back soon, we say, looking for a vacant space to see if there is someone else in place. I love you, we say, whispered like a dash of salt covering our fault. You're everything to me, we assume you and I think while eyeing the playground and the empty swing. Spending lives together without ever daring to say all the words imagined until it's too late. Life got away.
0: Okay, very well done. I'm sure he'd be proud of this poem. You got some exact rhyme in there. You got some slant rhyme in there. Think swing like, and uh, yeah, library of wrong. Lots of people are commenting on that in the chat. That's a great phrase. I have a huge, I have a huge library of wrong. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my library of wrong is vast. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks very much, yeah. Vanessa. Thank you. All right. Josh Megan students showing up tonight. Good job, y'all. Our next reader is my uh, fellow poet drinking companion at least. <laughs> at least in terms of how she documents it in her
10: 70s. i haven't switched beverages though that's pretty pro
0: yeah what are you drinking tonight
10: oh oh this is a red zinfandel yeah just... <laughs> and to stay and drink
0: <laughs> i love the word zinfandel i like yeah it. i know red zinfandel
10: <laughs> action okay. pack
0: uh yeah go for it are you
10: ready okay thank you jason sawdust i am watching my father breathe in the middle of the living room my father is in the middle of the living room breathing in a bed i counted to 18 that time what did you get the thick metal frame of the bed my father is in in the middle of the living room is beige one, two, six little nicks, with no story to tell, trace along the footboard edge. An impossibly large bronze wheel carves its empty fable into the sun-stroked suburban shag. Today is Tuesday. I arrived Friday. He just might push through to the weekend. Mind you, I'm not a doctor. I expected this gurgle. I read about it. They call it a rattle. It sounds like a coffee maker. It's not a rattle. It's more of a gurgle, like a coffee maker working fast. There is no metaphor here, here where my father is breathing, only breath. He loved coffee, loved. Do you have a hairbrush, Danielle? I find a picture of the dollhouse my father built for me when I was eight. I am in the photo, standing next to it, leaning on it, hip against chimney, arms folded, dimples beaming pride. The house was Tudor style. I'd boast of its stucco and trim. Some rooms were painted, some had real life wallpaper. The roof was covered with black asphalt shingles, extras from my dad's workshop. I don't recall putting any furniture in the house or dolls. Yes, my father built houses most of his life. When we were young, I always loved going to visit him at work. My father is lifting and hinging a large wooden frame into place as we pull up the makeshift drive. Work boots, tube socks, tool belt, frayed homemade jean shorts. Two men are standing next to him laughing. One pats his shoulder, Two taps as my father passes by to climb a ladder. I get the lunch bags together. This house will be our house, although it seems forever away. We all stand and talk in the imaginary kitchen, bologna with mustard on stacks of raw plywood. The sun pops out from behind a cloud and I got 22 that time. What did you get? As my father unfastens his thermos cap, Always too fast we laugh and glimpsing his ritual grimace twist and spill. The same, I don't know, 24, maybe. I breathe in the sawdust.
0: Wow, that was amazing, Danielle. Thank you so much. Oh,
10: thank you for that. Beautiful poem
0: about your father. Yeah yeah how did it feel to write that did you write that recently
10: it took a long time um i finished it recently in the mfa program um thank you yeah it was it was with hospice you know so it was kind of a nod to the capacity to be able to have this i have lots of other poems that are not as (laughs) sort of uh well i don't want to say positive but yeah positive, you know more nostalgically positive um because we had a lot of fracture in our relationship but yeah so it was nice to get the narrative out yeah
0: yeah it's really well done I mean thank you really carries them and it feels very lived like it feels like a lot of years are in this
10: thank you jason um, means a lot yeah
0: wow thank you uh so moving we are on to Ali Rodriguez. Are you here tonight, Ali? I think you are. You are. Oh, hey, last week, last week we missed you. I think you were supposed to read last last month, and then yeah,
14: last month I definitely missed. But I'm here. I'm so excited. But here, to be here you are, and I'm excited to see everyone here. Yeah. I was here last time, but I didn't read. But um, yeah. super. Yeah, and I started this piece actually. In Daryl's Revolutionary Love uh, awesome. workshop. So, yeah. And do you have a cat there? I do, of <laughs> course. <laughs> this is Apolito, just hanging out. <laughs> Very nice. I love the Zoom. Yeah. He likes right. more than the words, but you know, he he, he likes listening to. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and hanging out. Um, this piece is called "Soy Plenero Soy y Tengo Sangre de Fuego." de fuego my mom says the mosquitoes don't bite you because you have sangre de fuego. Born, made from islands, both colonized, inherent protection. Their nerves yells to me, no intercourse, no intercourse. Does she think that I'm a straight woman? That I'm gonna get pregnant from a man? Either that I'm a woman or I'm a woman gay for a woman. Is there a box to check for the intercourse I'd have? Doesn't always get me pregnant. I want to say to the nurse, more women have shot sperms inside me than men. They say you brought that love for women out of me. I like to fuck the boy bottoms you have the mujeres taught me and do all the in between. The roof sunset took my virginity. I received one earring in the mail, a signifier of all the holes in her mama's ear. when you were G-I-R-L-S, says Phoebe, age four, for the holes her mama and I made in each other. Pop, probably now I drive the earring through an old hole in my ear. Did her mama Amy tell her that the queer midwife is coming in two weeks and five days in the evening, saying release peaks at night, is from Chicago, and I immediately felt I could take my pants off in front of her when I met her last year. Not like the first time in front of a doctor. Take off your pants. It took over an hour of coaxing by the end they informed me this one age 12 has been sexually abused he is sexually active neither i don't know you like that i say and things look different in my pants from me some ex i'm ashamed besides i'm a kid 1992 living the gay aids 80s these poppies are dying mostly all dead and this is how you get aids one by taking off my pants two your hands on me three your penis in me, my penis in you, and it doesn't matter what gender you are. Four, body fluids intermixing. I feel my spit, come sangre, pounding in me Five, anal sex. This sex is bad and creates AIDS, but it looks like a lot of fun, lots of wrestling, and the first sex I ever saw, and I thought that was the only way to do it, and this is how babies are made. The doctor threatens to get my mom I quickly take my pants down. The nurse's form asks me what sex I am. I leave it blank. I go back and I write in no thanks. The nurse says to take off my pants. I do not take my, my pants. The queer midwife says, take your pants down. I take my pants down. Her arms, fingers are tattooed and they look like past lovers. She's digging into my cervix and she releases sperms into me. My mom says and asks me, can your new girlfriend get you pregnant? Hey everyone. Okay,
0: thank you, Holly. That was great. Uh... I love this answer to, to the form, <laughs> what sex I am, I go back and write in no thanks. Uh, such a classic answer. Um, yeah, great stuff. By the way, was your cat hitting your mic during that? Re- <laughs> I was wondering what <laughs> I mean, was causing that sound. He
14: was biting, <laughs> kicking and like tapping. Yeah. So yeah, all three. <laughs> So sorry about that
0: nice. i hope it was audible to be part of the recording all right podcast star <laughs> we heard you all right thank you ollie <laughs> um our next reader is uh i believe a yop debuter let me go back to the beginning are you with the Zachary? Hi, i'm here can you hear me yes uh, Do you have your camera on or do you not want to, your camera enabled? Uh,
15: no, I, I'd rather not have it on. Okay, right no side. problem at all.
0: Absolutely not a problem. Go ahead.
15: Okay. Uh, sorry, one second. I didn't lose myself in you. I lost myself for you as an act of service. I gave myself over and let myself go because I had to to be with you. It was your requirement that all my favorite parts of me be banished so that you could feel comfortable, so that you could feel confident. You needed me to be insecure so that you could feel secure. And once you eradicated all of me out of me, you didn't want me anymore because there was nothing left for you to take. I had nothing left to give over, and that made you angry. It made you resent me that I couldn't produce more facets of myself for you to take for yourself. Because all the best parts of me were the parts of me that made you fall in love with me. Maybe it wasn't love. Maybe infatuation or jealousy. The confidence you wanted to have in life you couldn't find on your own, so you had to steal mine. You felt inferior to the world and needed to use me to get over that, and I let you. You left me a shell empty, vulnerable, without anything, without myself. And you wondered why, why I said I still needed you. I needed you because I wanted me back, the parts of me you stole, which was everything. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you, Zachary. That was great. Uh, very intense. I love the tone. Uh, it just comes right at us, my kind of poem.
15: Thank you. I was, I was drunk when I wrote it, and I'm drunk reading. It,
0: so. <laughs> um, it's great. Well, it doesn't seem like it. it's very. It's very controlled. It has like a controlled intensity. Um, Houston, huh? I used to live in yeah. Houston. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I did my MFA there like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good times in Houston, though. Uh, do you miss Houston? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's less human in Brooklyn, among other things. All right, thanks so much, Zachary. Thank you. Our next reader tonight, I think, is another Yop debuter. Uh, give it up for Rachel. Is it Rachel or Raquel MacArthur? Oh, it's, it's
16: Rachel. Rachel. Um, I'm sorry, well, the extra Rachel. A has just thrown everybody off in life. <laughs> My parents just wanted to make it that much harder.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> More unique. Go um, for.
16: Okay, so this poem I have for you guys tonight is from a new series I'm starting. I'm also a photographer, so there's a bunch of um, photographs that go along with all of this new work. Um, so my poem is called Green Eyes. The eyes in my head are green. I hear how beautiful they are from strangers every day. It's told to me in the grocery store and by passers on the street, from the man in my elevator to the dog, the woman at the dog park. I am told they are emeralds, shining bright and seducing bugs drawn to light to have unique color like no color exists, that it's like nothing they've ever seen in a face before. But emeralds only have a toughness of 7.5 to 8 on the moss scale, which means their resistance to break is classified as generally poor. If they have no visible cracks, then they are considered flawless and can only be gemstones if they have a high degree of transparency. But no one seems to see the eyes that are green inside of my body when it comes to you. Their transparency is hidden when I search through your phone. My, the flaws are visible as I stare into the mirror with the ones that are in my head. They are cracked, revealing my jealousy when you hang out with 21-year-olds. Their toughness turns to weakness as they ride up my throat to take a peek. I showed them to you once. Pushed away my skin, tore back my muscles, cracked open my ribs, and dug my fingers into tissue. They sat there staring at you. Then you moved your hands down your chest and you pushed away your skin. You tore back your muscles, cracked open your ribs, dug your fingers into your tissue, slowly revealing that you have the same ones inside of you, that even though the eyes in your head are brown, the green ones live there too. So it's not just me that these eyes have infected. Yours peek through my old broken phones. They message strangers to let them know that I belong to you. They get mad when I get home at 5 a.m. and they no longer believe that I love you. So now we are stuck with emerald eyes in our bodies trying to be classified as flawless, to stay resistant so we aren't considered poor, to hide all the cracks inside of our bones, to no longer be transparent. We stitch ourselves up and hide these eyes until our patterns repeat again, hoping they disappear because we are apart. But mine still linger, feeling jealous of stitches that your body has and mine does not.
15: Thank you.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Rachel. That was great i feel like your poem and uh um zachary's i'm sorry zachary i'd already forgotten your name they they really went well together they both have this incredible intensity
16: sounds like we're going to the same thing yeah
0: (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe y'all should talk yeah uh, yeah
6: there's
0: some uh some uh some rage simmering under the surface, <laughs> uh, but great. I love it. I love it. There's like the direct uh, in your face tone and yeah, every line. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'd love to see the photo. You said you're a photographer too? Yeah,
16: um, I'm a photographer too. And uh, I realized after I probably should have put the photo in the thing that I submitted, but um, I made a green eyed monster forest a mini forest. I build little sets of stuff. My website's on here.
1: Cool. Um,
16: I'm taking a break from Instagram, but if you guys want to check out my work, there's my website.
0: Okay. Oh, I didn't see this. This work is a collection of poems and photographs after leaving a toxic relationship and finding a way to heal. Good for you.
6: Thank
0: you. All right, people check out that website. Thanks very much, Rachel.
16: Thank you. Thanks for listening.
0: Our next poet is Navila Nahid. We've heard uh, from Naveel last couple of months, excited to have you back.
11: Thank you, thank you everyone. Um, this piece is called Harvest. The poison of your martyrdom softly rots the tree, tr- the tree roots of our descent, and I have become the harvest, the cancer collect of your sacrifice. An expectation of bravery, I am to askew the preserver and wrap myself in the spoils of you, gather charity to self immolate. No. I want the slow suffering of life, the wrinkles of mortality. I will not be the echo of your suicide. Thank you.
0: Damn. All right. Thank you, Navila. This, this has been like a trifecta of like simmering intensity. I love these last three poems. They went really well together. Uh, y'all three of you should talk. I don't know. Maybe should, I should put you in a breakout room or something. Um, confer um okay wow we are ending on a high note i think we're getting close to the end thank you navila uh yes and arthur can't be here arthur so arthur (laughs) had workshop tonight for the mentorship program didn't somehow didn't remember that signed up for the op sent us a poem everything and then today like an hour before he's like oh shit i have workshop sorry so uh we will not be hearing from this poet. Who most of you know, we will be hearing from Madeline Phillips, fantastic poet, Instagram queen, among other things, many talents. Madeline. <laughs>
11: <laughs> um, one of them I will add is that when you were talking about uh, parse my iams, I have totally mm-hmm. written sonnets to seduce people, like, <laughs> like two years ago i don't know if they're very good yeah um i mean like we were already on a first date so it was just like um, But you
0: wrote the sonnet on the date
11: no after the date, like it was or like yeah uh (laughs) or we had like a date that was like i don't know if this is a date and then it was like okay now we have a definite date but i wrote about like the wine and the glitter in the bar and um okay but one of them I forgot. It was a thirteen. Li- and they like forgot in my like feelings. I forgot like a fourteenth line, and I was like, "This isn't even a slot it, or it's like a special." <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they're any good though, but they were fun. Uh, okay. Would definitely it's take awesome. that class.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you should say "parse my iams" to somebody <laughs> <you should. laughs> next time.
11: <laughs> okay. I will say that that was- looks cool though. None of those seductions lasted very long, so I don't know if it's effective. (laughs) Do (laughs) they
0: ever? (laughs) Do they ever.
11: (laughs) All right. uh, I wrote this in Emily Wallace Hughes' workshop that just ended. So very excited for her workshop um, next month and loved this one tonight with the news. Um, All right. This is full moon prayer for the apocalypse. Maiden, mother, crone, Change my body, shift my bones like tectonic plates. I want to make space for this next phase. Take what you need, some hair, my teeth, best boobs. Make me milk red and moonful. I want to feed someone else when I eat. I want my insides to swim and kick until I am sick. I want to catch up with the climate raise my temperature, throw off my balance, make me beg for water and then collapse my veins like riverbanks after a flood, pollute my thoughts until my vision blurs, make the weather even more unbearable. Laughter, tears, then nothing and nothing and nothing and numb between my legs so numb i erupt without warning like an underwater volcano and when people ask why i am screaming i want to tell them i ate an apple core chewed a cherry pit swallowed an unskinned orange whole, and now I am growing a tree inside me. Oh, rip me open with your roots. I want to ooze and scream until I am hoarse, stretched, sagging, scared, and empty, wondering why I wanted to make This soft and curious monster, eyes too big for its body, head a geode, hiding four rows of teeth, its landscape, uncertain as my own. Nothing, it says, makes sense. I can hear the harmonic tremor of its organs working when I hold it in my hands. I do not want this, but I want... I want, but I want to be not needed until I am raw and bleeding, unable to recognize myself.
0: Okay, wow. That was, I don't know, that was hot. <laughs> that, was was <laughs> say. that was great. This soft and curious monster. I think Natalie commented on that as well. It was a great phrase. Uh, wow. just. These poems—the last ten minutes or (laughs) so—this rising intensity, all the
11: rage is coming out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wow. This is uh, this has got this ardor in this poem. It's the best word I can think of to describe it. So it seems like it was a good workshop.
11: I I had so much fun. Yeah.
0: You all were like meeting in the park, right?
11: Yeah. It was really magical, like to just be in nature writing about
0: and not in Zoom.
11: Nature, yeah, Uh, yeah.
0: Cool, all right, well, I'm sure she's very uh, proud of you, and you'll be reading at the showcase soon, right?
11: Yes, I will be, a different one, not this, but yeah.
0: Yes, so by the way, everyone, uh, I didn't announce this yet, because uh, we haven't, Announced it yet organizationally, but our fall workshop showcase will be on Monday, November 29th. So uh, Madeline will be reading with uh, some other students as well. We took our fall workshops. I, I don't believe Kyle is here. Is Kyle here, Joe?
16: I am looking right now, but I haven't. Oh, he is. Oh, wait. Here now. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He
0: is. Hold Yay. On. Mr. Brosnahan, I am converting you.
5: Hello. Thanks for letting me there in.
0: Yes. All right. Good to have you. Go for it.
5: Sorry, I just ran up the stairs.
0: <laughs> Did you just run up the stairs? Here, my poem is waiting for me.
5: Yeah, uh, I like saw that I was next. Okay. <laughs> yeah, catch my breath for a second. Okay. Depressionism. Depression is like clothing. I wake up, take a shower and put my depression on like it was underwear. But at night, when I get home from work, I return to my room, ready myself for sleep, take off my sweaty shirt, take off my dirty shorts. But my depression does not fall from me. No, Maybe depression is not like clothes at all. Maybe depression is like a tattoo you got when you were young, beautiful and stupid. Now it's there on your face forever. Or depression is like a song that never ends. Sometimes love can quiet the song, but love too often implodes and the terrible idiotic song returns crescendoed, yes and no. Depression falls from above like a great waterfall and I am strapped to a stone underneath its pouring. No, that's a dumb metaphor. These are all dumb metaphors. Depression is not a metaphor, a vengeful literal shadow playing hurtful games with me everywhere I go. Depression is a hurtful game I play with myself everywhere I go, yes. Depression is repetitive, depressingly so. It grows in a spiral, a magical evil being planted in my head, bursting forth with terrible speed, crooked and dark green towards the heavens, extinguishing the sun. Yes, even now I am bouncing this giant stalk on my head, tottering, writing this poem may have been a mistake. I don't know. I can't tell what a poem is for anymore or why I write them. I just do.
0: Okay, thanks, Kyle. I'm glad you made it upstairs for that because that was great. Uh, oh, it's fun, funny but also moving as your work usually is. Um, great poem about depression. Um, Kyle's is one of the you were a co-winner of Yacht poem of the year. Yes. Two years ago. Um, so I just thought just I mentioned <laughs> so uh, he is, it should be an inspiration to all of you who, uh, especially those of you that will be uh, competing for poem of the year. Um, yeah. I thought I had more to say, but I don't, but thank you, Kyle. It's great as usual. Um, we are getting close to the end, and I believe Paula is the last reader because, yes, well, we will see after I scroll down, <laughs> but uh, Paula Gil Ordóñez-Gómez, uh, one of our uh, new interns, doing some great work for us, especially if, uh, if you've gotten a membership recently, you've probably heard from Paula. Um, so welcome, Paula, to our Yop. This is her first time reading for the open mic, so give her a warm digital welcome.
16: Hi, everyone. It's been so great listening to all of your poems tonight. Joyous. When we awoke Sunday morning, dark water had turned sparkling, cradled by shore. Eight of us sprawled in sand and sunlight sweat, trickling down backs, swaddled in cotton pullovers, racing to the tide, skipped copper-colored rocks, wading legs into autumn water, shrieking as toes numbed. Now when I try to think of my happy place, I'll think of here birthday girl proclaimed, making pretend that today could last. Thank you.
0: Okay, thanks very much. I'm sorry it ended so quickly. I, was, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I was hoping it would just keep going. Um, beautiful poem, Paula. So I guess that is the end. <laughs> because I'm scrolling. Uh, we thought we were going to hear from celeste as well tonight but celeste i had to back out uh because of illness uh, but uh, that is the conclusion of our open mic uh for november again uh we would love it if you would vote for poem of the month and again this is one of the final spots for poem of the year uh so to backtrack we'll just go back through the document so you can see people's names so sorry that was uh Paula Gill Ordonez Gomez, who we just heard from, joyous. Before that, we heard from Kyle Brosnahan, depressionism. Kyle Seamus Brosnahan, also sometimes known as Bandito. Uh, before Kyle, we heard from Madeline Phillips. Before that, there was no Arthur Russell. Navila Nahid. Before Navila, we heard from Rachel MacArthur. Before Rachel, we heard from Zachary Steinman. Before that, Ali Rodriguez. Before Ali, we heard from Danielle Gasparro. Before that, Vanessa Trost. Before Vanessa, Sharon DeYoung. Before Sharon, Harvey Sauce. Before Harvey, Suzanne S. Austin Hill. Morgan Boyle didn't read tonight. Before that was Seth Leeper. Before Seth, Todd Friedman, the meter reader. Before Todd, we heard from Will Kiever. Uh, yes, we heard from Will Kiever. Wait, did we hear from Will? We did, right? No. Will wasn't right, here. Right, we he did. He didn't come. <laughs> no, <laughs> So confused. Uh, well, no <laughs> tonight. Before Will, we heard from Stella Lee. Before Stella, we heard from Yana Kane, Black Cats, and all the way back to the beginning, Cassidy Gabriel, the end of things, appropriately for the beginning. Okay, uh, again, to vote for poem of the month for November, text me at 718 374 1953. 718 374 1953. Just vote once, please. Give me the poet's name. That's all it takes. Uh, again, a couple of announcements before we go. Next Wednesday, November 17th, let me stop screen sharing. Uh, the Brooklyn Poets Reading Series is back on zoom 6 30 p.m eastern a little earlier than usual uh again it's free and open to the public that's going to be a great reading tracy Fouad, simone carney and ross gay and i've been trying to get ross gay to read for our reading series i feel like for like five years and uh finally <laughs> finally we made it happen the dude is popular and of course he's got another reading the same night so it's like this is the only way we can make it happen but november 17th 6:30 p.m sharp and it'll pretty much end at 7.30 p.m., Shari, because he has to go at 7.30. So you only got to be on there for an hour. It's free. Uh, look for that on our website under events or follow us on social media. We've already uh, posted the information for that. And then on November 21st, which is a Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, uh, the last Craft Lab of the year with Jade Spande from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, also on Zoom. Uh, That is a ticketed event, Uh, go to craft labs at brokenpost.org. that is called A Poet in the World, Making a Life and Seeking Discipline. And that again focuses specifically on uh, how to make a living as a poet, what are some strategies you can use to uh, not only, not so much like, uh, by making a living, we don't mean like, you know, how do you like pay the bills, but like, how do you go about writing poems as an adult human? You know because it's one thing to just like make money and, and and you know pay the bills but it's also another thing to like make time for your writing process and and to create these really fragile mercurial things that we know as poems uh, it's a really strange and beautiful activity the act of writing poems and uh, sometimes you need a little help in figuring out how to do that uh, as an adult especially in this country um and uh also that Sunday, that same Sunday, November 21st, that's the last day to apply for the mentorship program uh, with Jay Bonde, which is a year-long virtual-only <laughs> curriculum. Some people have asked about that. It's exclusively online. Uh, it's a very intensive curriculum of workshops, mentorship sessions, craft labs with Jay Bonde throughout 2022. Uh, you can apply for one of 12 spots in that cohort. And again, that deadline is November 21st. And I gave you a sneak peek. The 29th of November will be our fall workshop showcase. I told you about the next YOP. It will be on the first Monday of the month in December, December 6th with Emily Wallace-Hughes. You can sign up for that already. And then our poem of the year contest will come your way on Monday, December 13th. And that will be virtual but our awards gala will be in person on December 12th. That's a lot of announcements. I encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that at the bottom of the homepage of our website. If you're not subscribed already, so you get all our announcements, or if you don't want to do that because you get too many newsletters, just follow us on Instagram or Twitter and you'll see these announcements as we go. Cause there's a lot of stuff coming up over the next four weeks. Um, thank you to Natalie Eilbert. Let's give her another digital round of applause because uh, <laughs> I see the hands from Seth on the side. That was great. Thank you, Seth, for joining us tonight. Uh, Natalie, you're brilliant always. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you, especially because you're, you're a Leo as well and a cat lover. Uh, if you want to get on my good side, just be a poet and a Leo and a cat lover. And, uh, and also like bourbon and Cleveland sports. And then we'll pretty much be besties forever.
1: I like bourbon. Uh,
0: yeah (laughs)
1: that's
0: pretty much why we're like basically besties
1: (laughs) i like cleave i could like cleveland sports i live in wisconsin though yeah
10: Yeah,
0: so i have allegiances who are you gonna root for there aaron Rodgers? who doesn't love aaron
1: jordan love jordan love i I guess for the
0: packers anymore because uh
1: i know we don't speak of him anymore he doesn't (laughs) exist
5: too soon
0: um thanks to all of you for joining us uh thanks to my staff joe Paula Celeste, uh, and we will be back here in December 6th. All right, be well, everyone. See you soon. There you have it. The Brooklyn Poets Yaw open mic for November 8th. Featuring the one and only Natalie Albert, longtime Brooklyn Poets professor, great poet, now a star journalist, holding it down in Wisconsin. Congrats to Madeline Phillips, who has claimed the 12th and final spot in our Yacht Poem of the Year contest for her award winning poem in November which was called Full Moon Prayer for the Apocalypse. If you wonder why I'm making these announcements so slowly, it's because I'm looking things up as we go. Madeline will be competing for Poem of the Year honors along with the other 11 finalists, whom I'll name in a second, on Monday, December 13th, which is the night of our virtual Poem of the Year contest. We're doing it virtually because uh, we've been doing the yacht virtually (laughs) this past year, and uh, many of the... Home of the Month winners do not live in the New York City area, so we thought it was only fair to do this virtually, since we've been doing the yacht virtually uh, for the past year, and really for the past year and a half, and uh, we'll be continuing to do it virtually for the near future. Uh, but the exciting news is that Brooklyn Poets is... Uh, Closing in on signing a lease for our very first Brook and Mortar space, which we are excited to say uh, will be in Brooklyn Heights, right on Montague Street, in the heart of Brooklyn Heights, where I founded Brooklyn Post in 2012. And in order to support all of the very large startup costs that go with that kind of venture, we are hosting our first in-person awards gala on Sunday, December 12th at a private club in Park Slope. And uh, you can make a donation to attend the gala, which would be amazing. And if you do this uh, and attend the gala, you will get complimentary admission to the Virtual Poem of the Year contest on December 13th. So it's really kind of a two-part event. The awards gala on December 12th in person for those in the NYC area, and then the Virtual Poem of the Year contest on December 13th. If you want to m- make a donation and find out more about the gala or the Poem of the Year contest, go to brokenpoets.org, look under events, Look under the Awards Gala, and you will see all the info there. At the Awards Gala, we will be hearing poetry readings by last year's Yawp Poem of the Year winner, Dante Clark, an amazing poet. And uh, we will be recognizing poet Angela Lockhart Aronoff, longtime Brooklyn Poets, Yawper, and Poet Extraordinary, with the first Robin Romeo Award, uh, which is what we have renamed the Yawper of the Year Award in honor of the late Robin Romeo, who was the winner of the award last year. Robin, uh, very dear to our heart, uh, passed away earlier this year. And, uh, last but not least, we'll also be hearing a reading by amazing poet and former teacher of mine, Edward Hirsch. So, uh, i hope you'll join us for that awards gala it promises to be an exciting night we're gonna have drinks we're gonna have small plates we're gonna have a holiday dessert buffet with the best cheesecake apparently uh in the city at least according to roseanne gold one of our board directors who's been helping out in planning the gala uh but i'm excited for that hopefully this new omicron bullshit doesn't uh, screw this up for all of us and uh make us pivot to online but uh so far it looks okay but uh, we will be keeping an eye on this as we go our last Yop of the year comes your way next week monday december 6th uh again via zoom it will be taught by emily wallace hughes or emily will be leading the workshop and then kicking off the open mic again you can sign up at brooklynpoets.org uh, we'll hope you join us for that. And our last event of the year, if you can take one more announcement, is the virtual graduation ceremony for our inaugural class for the Mentorship Program with Jada Sponde. That will be on Sunday, December 19th. If you want all these announcements, you can just follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or subscribe to our newsletter, at the bottom of our homepage. You can do that. And I have now run out of music. <laughs> so... I will
8: just end this podcast now. Hope you enjoyed listening, and we will see you in December. Thank you.